Hello and welcome back to Mortals and Portals, a Pathfinder real play podcast. I am your host and GM, Zach, and joining me at the table is... Jules, and I play Adam, an Azerketty bard. <laughs> I'm Joel, and this what? is depressing. I play Dax, a kobold rogue. <laughs> I'm Ryu, and I play... Ryan, a tiefling magus. I'm Taryn, and I am freaking torn right now. I play a human champion, though. Yeah. Look torn. Wait, so I, I'm GM and I play Zach? Zach GM <laughs> Zach Ernesti, right, Taryn? Me, yeah, GM, yeah. Zach I play. Correct. <sighs> cool. Well, last time on Mortals and Portals, Jules and Ryu uh, were confronted by Desmar and made a narrow escape after punching some Drake Knights and, you know, trying to pick each other up and throw each other on Smith. Narrowly escaped Desmar's electric breath weapon that exploded and <laughs> incinerated some Drake Knights. So they got a brief glimpse of what awaits them if they do not handle this situation correctly. And Dax spent some time in Dunit SL just kind of pausing, thinking about all of these things he's had to do because of Sindor. He left Dracus for a more peaceful life, and so far it's been anything but. And that sadness sort of turned to, like, a rage-filled determination towards Sindor to stop him. He gathered some chains from the dungeons that he plans to use to repel into the Arcanor's building, which has a beam shooting out of the ceiling, apparently, that he's going to have to <laughs> descend directly into, which is going to hurt him. So he got the <laughs> chain be because a rope would get melted. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how it goes. That's the worst that could happen. Yeah, it was the worst that could happen. I like how the, the three options you're given, you're like, I'm going to do the one that could kill me just immediately. Let's do that one. <laughs> We're going to do go. the one that makes me say, ow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then Waltz battled Boric. And it did not start very well, did it, Waltz? Yeah, no. we started with a nat no. one, a couple misses, got hit, shield broke. Uh, Boric's just having a good old time, making a mockery of Waltz. Waltz figures some things out, tries some new weapon combos. And manages to defeat Boric, something that he's sort of remorseful after he did, but Waltz just kind of entered this new state where he had to win for the sake of who knows how many people, and um, even after killing him, tried to see if there's anything he could do to revive him. Of course, there wasn't. And he's just sort of sitting in that moment, and he's announced the commander of the Drake Knights, unless there are any other challengers, and a familiar voice comes out of the crowd, and Geldir came limping into Skillkeep just in time to see the skill end of the fight, and he wants a piece of waltz to become commander of the Drake Knights. <laughs> we got a lot going on here, don't we, guys? Let's see, who's most stressed? Who do you think? Who should we start with? Uh, we got Jules and Ryu with a Drake on their tail uh greatly outnumbered but he seems friendly he killed a whole bunch of drakes for us yeah, he, did, he did he did that or he just us. doesn't care as much and he just wants to kill you so bad that he I kills like the first paints. one let's go yeah, with okay. the first one first one <laughs> <laughs> we got dax who's got to climb into an unknown building although he knows a way in he doesn't know what's inside necessarily other than the arcanor and we have waltz who Barely survived his first fight, I'm assuming, and now has a second challenger that he has a very personal history with. In fact, the last time you saw him, he tried to kill you. Correct. Uh, so yeah, I think I could just... I, I think we'll start with uh, Jules and Ryu, because I like aerial combat, and I think that that's what we got going on. say killing PCs. Yeah, I like <laughs> killing my players. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jules and Ryu, you guys basically get first initiative in this situation. So, Desmar has just 
incinerated a bunch of Drake Knights, just fired his breath weapon. You do have some familiarity with Drakes and know that that is not something they can spam. They have to recharge it. It seems random on how fast they get it back. So you know you at least have a small window where they do not have their breath weapon. And he is 30 feet away. So he is hot on your tail. You just took off into the air. He course corrected and he is behind you. So you do have a small lead on him. What do you guys do? We'll start with Ryu. Uh, and keep in mind, to command an animal is an action. So whatever Smith does, you have to spend an action telling him to do it. So, yeah, you're up first, Ryu. Jules, you said you just kind of like tossed me on the back of Smith, right? Well, I was going to shove you forcefully, but if you didn't fight me on it, I would have like helped you okay. up on him. I mean, in a hurry, so it wouldn't have been like super graceful, but if you weren't fighting me, I probably would have got you situated and Jules, are you okay. in the front? I'm in the back. Oh, great. <laughs> that makes sense. Because <laughs> you pushed him up, so Ryu's at the helm. Right. Wait, so I'm driving? <laughs> yeah, you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> Jules, why did you put me at front? Because I've got the gun. A loud roar echoes back at you. Ah! Oh, right. I forgot about that thing. I'll do my best. You've got this. I'll lean into Smith's ear again <laughs> to try to talk to him. <laughs> All right, Sniff, don't screw this up. We just need to get away from that thing. He shrieks back at you, bucks his head, almost like, I know. Jules, how do you control it? And I just, like, rustle his feathers around as I'm, like, trying to steer, maybe. <laughs> He's pulling, yanking feathers out. <laughs> yeah. Speak nicely. I asked how you control this thing. Is that nice enough? No. Not at all. Uh, I lean again. Sniff. Smith. It's Smith. Smith. With a T-H-E. Please don't screw this up. He snorts. And I'd like to command Animal to, I guess, just make sure. I have no idea where we're going. So I guess just make sure that I don't crash us again. All right. Twelve. So as you say that, you're, you again yank at his feathers trying to like tell him what to do, and he winces his shoulder and pins his wing back to kind of try and swipe at you with his shoulder blade, essentially, and it causes him to turn slightly and lose some of the distance that he had between you and Desmar and doesn't Fantastic. use all of his movement to go straight. Jules, I'm being nice, and he's still screwing up. Ryu, you have to speak calmly. He's our friend. I take a heavy breath. <sighs> Sniff. If we don't work together, we could die here. Let's both get this under control. And I'm going to command Animal again to try to get a better hold on the situation along with Smith. All right. To 23. All right. So you calmly speak into Smith's ear. You can tell he's listening to you. You stop yanking feathers out of his back and kind of comfortably grab hold and angle him back forward on course and he sails efficiently forward and you feel the full speed of Smith accelerating forward. Ah, that's more like it. <sighs> there we go. Last action then. I just want us to keep getting as far away from Desmar as we can. So I'm just going to command Animal to keep right. going. Roll it. Keep steady, Smith. 17. You can tell, like, Smith's going to continue to move forward, but he's also getting a little frightened, so it's not, like, his full movement. But you do have him continuing to fly forward, but he can kind of sense some nervousness and anxiousness from you all. And here's the roar of Desmar off in the distance. I'll take us to Jules. I'll lean forward. 
and I will say, Listen, boys, we're all friends here. If we work together, trust each other, we can do this. And I will cast uh, Inspire Courage. Nice. Uh, using a focus point. And now all of us get a plus one status bonus to attack rolls, damage rolls, and saves against fear effects. Nice. I need that. And then um, I want to take out the pistol and begin loading it with the... I don't remember what specifically what round you said. Not the fire one, but the... Was it just force damage? Yeah, Dunedas said that was kind of the wild card one because Desmar the doesn't have any inherent weaknesses. Okay, so yeah, I'll start loading it with that. So that'll, that'll pretty much be your turn. So you're taking out the pistol and then loading it, and then you cast your spell, which was one action, right? Yeah. So you reach down to your holster on your waist, pull out the pistol, fidget around in your pouch containing all of the rounds, sift through them, see the one glowing with white energy, and start to load it into the pistol, packing in the sunpowder, and sending the round down the barrel, trying to be as calm and cool and collected as you can, <laughs> as Smith is fairly steady and you don't want to drop it. And that'll take us to Desmar. So you feel like Smith is much faster than Desmar is, but Desmar's wings start to glow with a bit of electrical energy, and then he pins them backwards, sending out a charge that fires behind him, and he barrels forward at a much higher velocity, closing much of the distance, and then he gives another push of his wings and catches up directly behind Smith's tail. And as he's sailing up directly behind Smith, he's going to whip around for a brief moment and send his tail flying forward as if he wasn't going to be able to reach you on his own, but the extension of his tail is going to slash out and whip you. Oh, crap. And it hits Jules. Dang it. Why me? <laughs> you know you're why. you're on the back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you messed up. And he does 27 damage as it oh. smashes <laughs> into Jules' back. <laughs> what did you say? You're joking, right? Not at all. What the heck? We were supposed to fight. <laughs> we almost fought this guy as the first Drake that we decided on <laughs> way back when. Are you still alive? I'm like dead. Are you dead? <gasps> I'm down. Oh, no. Oh, no. my gosh. All right. So what? the tail strikes Jules. What? Uh, hold on. Stop. At what point did you think I had 27 health <laughs> after everything we've been through? I don't know no what you guys have. I'm just rolling. This is what's going on. You're just rolling dice, baby. The tail strikes Jules. As he's loading his pistol, he wobbles off the back of Smith and rolls and starts to fall off of Smith. No, he's not. And uh -oh. we're cut. <laughs> no. <laughs> You Whoa. son of a... Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know how much I'm, health you guys have, all right? Okay? We're screwed. Maybe you got to get screwed. out of here. You know? Who knows? What the heck are we going to do? I barely uh, have 28 health at full health. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I, cannot, less than I can't believe how quickly this <laughs> just went in straight into the crapper. I thought we'd have at least like two turns I before, know, right? You know? <laughs> well, thanks, Ryu. Zach's over here making up abilities. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reading. He takes out up. his rockets and we laugh because we're terrified. Back. 
Ryu, you, you love killing so much, and look what happens to your friend. Huh? Look what happens. Uh, Ryu, what have I told fault. you? I'm just driving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ooh, man. How are you guys going to get out of that one? That's a t- Honestly, I don't I know. Get that grin off your face, Zach. I don't know. Zach, you're so great. pleased I don't, with yourself. No, I'm, I'm laughing because I don't know how you're going to get out of that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, great. I'll figure it out. I was, kinda, I was hoping Jules had more than that out. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna ask Chat GPT. Now here we are. <laughs> Figure yeah, it out. Like Chat GPT, my GM is a jerk, and I think I'm dead. What do I do? Like, oh, my GM died. is a jerk. All I know is Ryu better figure out how to fly Smith because he's got to go save free falling jewels now. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good a time as any to figure it out. I guess. <laughs> he just puts his hands up in the air. <laughs> okay, Dax, <gasps> you have weaved through all of these crates. You have made your way to the base of the dome building, which, if you recall, I said was overgrown. There's roots, there's vines, there's vegetation all over it, so you feel like you'd be very easy to climb. What do you do? Dax will look down at his hand. That's um, maybe still a little bit bloody from when he crushed the vial, and he'll rip off a piece of his, his cloak and just wrap it up really quick, tie a knot on it, just so he stops leaving blood everywhere. He'll look up to the top of the dome, mapping out a path. Looks like it'll be fairly easy to climb, and he'll put his two hands on it and just start scaling the side of this building, grabbing onto the the vines as he goes. Maybe about halfway up, he'll look back down at the ring, just kind of a glance and see what's going on down there. So Dax, as you look over, can you roll me a perception check? 22. So as you glance over, you pause for a moment as you're starting to ascend. And you see that the crowd has dispersed, creating a pathway. Uh And you can clearly tell there is a new challenger. And this challenger is limping towards the stage. And you squint your eyes a little bit as you start to recognize some of the features of this individual. And then you realize it is Geldir. And you know... That Geldir knows that Waltz is in Dixie's crew, obviously. Right. You know that Waltz is surrounded by Drake Knights. You know that Geldir has the ability to say, that is Waltz from Bigsby's crew, and Waltz could be swarmed. Um, so you really have no idea what's going on. And you're almost maybe even surprised that that hasn't happened yet. So does that pause Dax in any way, or does Dax keep moving? Yeah, maybe for a split second it'll pause Dax, but then he'll realize the gravity of the situation, um, that the jig is up as as soon as, you know, everybody's going to know they're there, right? Um, So he'll turn back and climb faster, and as he gets to the top, he'll start pulling the chains out of his bag and um, tying one end onto some vines that are on the top there. All right, so you ascend, you start to near the top of the dome, and you sit for a moment on some roots that are growing along the building and gather the separate chains and start to link them together and fasten them tightly to a root. And you look over your shoulder towards the top of the dome, and you can see a faint, it almost looks like a mirage on a hot day, coming out of the roof of the dome and you realize why you couldn't really see it when you first entered skill keep it's not this obvious sky beam but you can tell that there is energy being dispersed from the opening of the roof 
So as you're sitting there preparing, you're perhaps thinking about this energy beam that you're about to climb into. Um, Once he gets the chains kind of hooked up, he'll turn back towards the towards the beam and seeing that shimmer he'll just put his hand over it just to get the temperature of this you know how bad does it hurt kind of a deal he'll he'll just kind of hover his hand over the opening to see what he's getting himself into and you're only a fortitude save that is a 17 your hand feels singed as you pull it away and you take two damage he'll look one more time to everything that's going on below his heart's kind of racing now he knows that time is of the essence it'll be moments before things start unfolding and I'll uh, stand up at the top of the building and kind of look in sideways not put my head over the hole but kind of look in see if there's anything if there's anybody in there if there's anything obvious in that room or if it's empty can you roll me a perception check that is a 13. Dang it. All right, so this hole isn't very big. It's like maybe two and a half feet in like diameter. Sure. It's barely enough to let the beam with some excess space around it because you notice it fluctuates a little bit in its width from time to time. Mm-hmm. And you're having a tough time looking into this opening because it casts a bit of a mirage and there isn't much space beyond it and you really don't have a good feel for what's in there. Not saying much all... Grab the chain and have it kind of taut in my hands and look back to the situation down on the ground. All right, we'll cut to Waltz. So, Waltz, you heard Geldir's voice. He wants to challenge you. He's limping towards the stage. Maybe your back is towards him. You were just looking over your shoulder. What do you do? Waltz will... Stay there for a little bit longer, kind of staying by Boric and contemplating everything that's going on. He obviously just kind of like went against his beliefs. He didn't want to kill anybody anymore. He doesn't think he can save Boric. Now he's hearing the voice of Geldir. So I think right now he's taking a sec to just think. And can I do like a religion check or anything to kind of try and get a, a sign or... Or any idea of like what the new future might look like? Yeah. Roll it up. Nat one. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, you want to roll me a percentage day? Yeah. 55. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Waltz, you're closing your eyes and you're just trying to get your bearings. You're trying to tap into this thing that seems to have reached out to you at random. You don't really know what you do to make it work. You just feel so much stress from the situation you're in and you don't you don't even know if like what you did was something you should have done at this point. You're starting to question everything. Like you felt like you needed to do that because of the vision you had, but now you're frustrated and you've killed because of it and now you're you're almost questioning like where is this coming from? Like can you trust the source of it? Is it real? Is it a lie? Like it felt real at the time, but now you're just extremely confused yeah i guess then i'll take that time to almost just stall and not reply to geldir and waltz will just think until geldir kind of does his next move or this progresses you hear the crowd chattering is that geldir oh yeah it looks like geldir i thought he died in that battle against digsby's crew back in Karos. well he's right there and he looks into the crowd yeah sorry to disappoint you guys but i'm still alive 
and he limps towards the stairs and starts to ascend the stage. And the goblin says, Uh, Geldir, you want a challenge to be commander? Yeah, I think I've earned it. I've survived many battles against Digsby's crew at this point. Fought alongside Commander Krim, and I've been a Drake Knight for years. I think there's some changes that need to be made around here. And the crowd sort of looks at each other and kind of shrugging. And Geldir says, What say you, Waltz? You know, uh... And Waltz will slowly stand up and face Geldir. Geldir, I think you'd be a uh, great leader for the Drake Knights. Yeah, you're always right in the thick of the fight. You're uh, always one to have your brother's back. And you would never turn on a fellow Drake Knight. He's smirking. And he says... Well, you'd be a good commander as well, Waltz, seeing as you just can't die, can you? And I mean, you're very good at planning. For instance, what are you going to do when Sindor shows up, huh? Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a good question. I guess only, uh, time will tell, huh? Yeah, so do you accept? Sure, Keldir, but, uh, first, I think you should probably, uh, have this in all look in my jacket, grab the letter that he gave me, and I'm assuming blood's kind of spilling on it um, from my previous fight. I'm trying not to get it too bloody, and I'll just reach it over to him. His cocky, smug expression twitches for a moment. Um, his lip curls a little bit, and he <laughs> sniffs and uh, goes back to being cheeky. Yeah, well, it's not like you'll be able to deliver it anyway. He snags it out of your hand and slides it into his cloak says you're not looking too good yeah it seems like I've uh, accumulated a lot of scratches the past couple days huh I'd say so you know uh, Geldir some hurt uh, worse than others but I guess if uh, you want to do this let's do this let's do this and he slides his sword slowly out of his sheath and then holds it down by his side Waltz will slowly walk over to his longsword that he threw down uh, when he was checking on Boric and very slowly just pick it up off the ground and then look at Geldir. Better not spare me this time, Waltz. Waltz will look at him with uh, honestly a really sad expression knowing that he's probably right and he'll just nod to him. The goblin between the two of you has their eyes dart back and forth and looks to Geldir and says, Ready? And he says, I've been ready for this for a long time, mate. And then he looks back at Waltz and says, Ready? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Fight! And he darts out of the way. Roll initiative. 19. All right, Waltz, you get to go first. Waltz will contemplate what he wants to do. And he'll use his action to just throw his sword on the ground and say, Geldir, you want to be leader of the Drake Knights. It's all yours, but I'm not going to fight you. There's only one way to become leader of the Drake Knights, mate. Then you know what you have to do, and I'll walk off the stage. You turn your back, you start walking towards the stairs, and you hear, yeah, I do. And you hear Geldir's clothes wrestle as he raises a blade above his head, and he's going to swing at you. I knew he'd do this. And a 13 does not hit you, does it? No, it doesn't. Oh my god. 
You turn around just in time to see the sword strike and sidestep it, and it clanks into the wood, and he is going to do his second attack against you. Does a 19 hit you? No, it doesn't. Oh, my gosh. All right, he swings again, and you sort of rear backwards, getting just out of reach of his slash, and he says, better pick up that sword, mate. And it's your turn. Waltz will just go to punch him in the face. (laughs) Again? In the nose. Nat 20. Woo! All right. <laughs> I picture trying to go straight for the nose, just like <laughs> just like old, old times. times, just like old times. All right. So Roll that damage. is twelve damage. All right. You rear your hand back. You go to punch Geldir. You punch him square in the nose, the same place you've punched him at least three or four times now. <laughs> you hear his nose break again. Blood shoots out of it. His head snaps back. He stumbles. Waltz. Can you roll me a religion check? <gasps> wow. I can. Because last time it didn't go so well. I don't know if you guys oh, heard man. it. But... Is he going to have a vision again about what's going to happen if he does this? Okay, I got another nat 20. 25 total. Well, it's in the exact moment your fist connects with Geldir's face, and you feel like you're hitting Geldir, you get a flash of Dax dying. You feel like you just killed Dax when you punched Geldir in the face. What? What? And Geldir stumbles backwards. He says, Ugh, ugh, you bloody idiot. I'm going to kill you for that this time. What do you do with your second action? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Waltz is going to attempt to disarm Geldir. All right. 17. That is a success. So you go and you basically punch Geldir's elbow, trying to loosen his grip on his sword, hopefully knock it out. And you feel you've weakened his grip as his second arm comes off of it, and he's shaking his arm. Okay, sweet. And then with my third, I want to try and grapple him and restrain him. Okay. 18. That also succeeds. So then you grab onto Geldir. You're holding firmly on his shirt. Are you trying to, like, say anything to him? Geldir, we don't have to do this. He looks at you with gritted teeth. Yes, we do, mate. This is my ticket. And he is going to attempt to escape. He rolls a 22. What is your athletics, DC? Plus nine. Okay. He escapes. And as he says that, he yanks himself away, pushing off of your chest, stepping in front of you, and is going to swing his blade at you again with a minus two penalty because you have weakened his grip on it. And he misses. (laughs) So he swings yet again, and you sidestep it, and he's going to follow it up with a third swing. (laughs) Dang it. And that one's. (laughs) Oh, man. What do you mean, dang it? Are you trying to kill Walt? (laughs) Yeah, I want to win, too. (laughs) And he rolled poorly on his percentage die, so I'll say with the weakened grip you've already done... He goes to swing his blade, and you step underneath it and punch under his arm, and he loses his grip entirely on his sword, and it flies towards the edge of the stage, and you're both just standing there with no swords, looking each other dead in the eyes. And he says, of course it would come to this. It's your turn. Is uh, is the sword by me? I don't want to, I'm not going to pick it up, but did his sword land by me? Yeah, it's five feet behind you. You're in between him and it. Waltz will kick it off the edge. Okay. If you can. Yeah. So you'll just have to move and then kick it. So it'll be two actions. Okay. Yeah. Waltz will move to the sword, kick it off the edge, 
the crowd sort of jumps out of the way and you hear Glorm, what are you doing, Waltz? Kill him, come on, you gotta be the leader. Yeah, come on, Waltz. And for my final action, I will walk to wherever my sword would have been and place myself in between that and Geldir. Which is like arms raised or you're just kind of standing there? No, I'm just I'm just making sure that I'm there. I know he's going to attack again, but I don't want him to be able to grab that blade. All right. Because I just don't have another action to kick it off. He chuckles. <laughs> you just don't get it, do you, Waltz? And he reaches into his boot and he pulls out a dagger and runs towards you and is going to try and stab you. Does a non-nat 20 hit you? That is my AC, so it does. Oof, 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 oof. And he stabs down into your shoulder and rips it, tearing, and deals seven damage. His blood drips down your chest. Come on! Waltz, are you still alive? Waltz is uh, swaying back and forth, but still on his feet. Very bloody and can tell very dazed. It's your turn, Waltz. Waltz is going to punch him again. All right. 23. That hits. Eight damage. Hell yes. Nice. (laughs) All right. You punch Geldir square in the face. You're bleeding all over. You can barely move your one of your arms, so you take your other arm, and you're waning back and forth, and you see him kind of bouncing with his dagger. You do a couple stutter steps to make him flinch a bit, and then you come in with a powerful punch, punch him in the nose yet again. Blood flies out of his face. He stumbles backwards, falls over onto the ground, and slides. You don't hear any cheering from the crowd. Just a couple gasps and waiting in silence as everyone looks at you. Go on, Waltz. Finish it. Oh, man. Nobody else needs to die today. Just chain him up. They're all looking at each other. Uh, no. No, Waltz. That's not how it works. Uh, Oh, do you want to make the rules then? You want to be captain of the Drake Knights. Well, if you want to be captain of the Drake Knights... Then you know what you have to do. And I'll look at him with a bloody face. I don't really think that's how that works. I, I, you have to kill him. <laughs> yeah, Waltz, uh, we don't make that rule. That, that's from Sindor. Well, then when Sindor gets here, we can talk to him about it, huh? Until then, if you want to uh, make the rules, then stand up on this stage. There's some <laughs> chattering in the crowd. Everyone's looking at each other. Uh, a couple people like... Maybe patting someone on the back, and then they shake their head, and everyone's a little uncertain on what to do. Ah, uh, jeez. Uh, okay, Waltz, I mean, if you want to talk to Sindor when he gets here, uh, I suppose... Yeah, I- I'll do that. Uh, okay, yeah. And the other goblin climbs on stage. Uh, I guess until uh, further notice, uh, Waltz is our commander. Waltz will just slowly, while he has his head kind of hung, probably grabbing his arm... Um, covering some of his wounds, step off the stage. Waltz, as you step down the stairs and start to look to your wounds, you look back at the Drake Knights that are gathering Geldir and starting to restrain him, and a little bit of carryover from your nat 20. As you do that, for a brief moment, Geldir's lifeless-looking body flashes as Dax for a moment. Hmm, interesting. And with that... We'll cut to Dax. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, what the heck? <laughs> so Dax. Wild rain. 
you were about to climb in. You were preparing. Couldn't help but watch the start of the fight. Happened pretty quickly. But you see Waltz has won. It appears they accepted his <laughs> the result of that fight. And you feel that maybe he can buy you some time while you're preparing to get this Arcanor. So, what do you do? Uh, with the chain still tight in his hands, he will just kind of look up to the sky for a second, take a deep breath, and kind of say under his breath, let's do this. And then he will just kind of run and jump in, attempting to, with the with the tight chain, just swing out, like in and then out of the way of the beam as quickly as he can, um, just knowing he's going to take the full brunt of this damage but he just doesn't see a way around it all right can you roll me a fortitude save <sighs> yeah Ooh, that's not bad uh 25 all right so dax you hype yourself up with a bunch of energy trying to get that adrenaline going a lot of quick breaths in and out you dive in you feel the power of the arcanor's beam surging over you it feels hot it feels powerful. You can feel it moving fast. It feels like almost little shards of like ice or dust or glass are in it as it feels like it's cutting your skin in a way, but you're just bracing, enduring the pain, and you yeah. feel you're withstanding it. As you start to descend, are you diving into it, or were you hanging the chain in and climbing downward? My thought was almost like a rope swing at the side of a lake. Mm-hmm. Just like diving quote-unquote diving in feet first um i'm not gonna like slowly climb i'm just going for it because i i don't have time oh, to climb man. if if i all right if i climb i'm you know that that's a lot of time in the beam so i'm just trying to get in and out of the beam as fast as possible and then all right roll me a few more fortitude saves roll me another one. Oh god oh boy I am going to be using my hero point uh, on that, okay. that one. Uh, yeah, oh. good, <laughs> good thing you didn't use it on that stealth check. No joke. Mm. Uh, that is a non-natural 20. Just a dirty, nice. stinky Ooh, 20. All right. Fantastic use. So you're letting out a yell as you just carve through this beam. You feel like you're doing a great job, but you start to feel the heat crawling over your skin. Roll me another fortitude save. Even better. Uh, I'm bad at math. 24. Nice. Way to go. Dax, it's almost nice. like you're filled with so much hype, so much energy, so much determination that you will not allow yourself to experience pain. You feel the chain that's like wrapped around your foot to like help you do this dive, like starting to heat up even more, almost like it's about to melt, but you're still mm-hmm. enduring it. You feel like your draconic heritage is like seriously coming through, shining through in this moment. And you're only one more fortitude save. Jeez. Let's go, Daxie. Oh, shh. Here's where it all fails. <laughs> fortitude save. That is an eight. <laughs> I rolled right. a two on dice. Yeah. The chain breaks. You fall through the beam. You take ten force damage. And you thud on the ground. <gasps> Your shoulder crunching. You slide across and roll. You feel yourself rolling on mossy grass, and then you hit up against a thick root in the ground. Dax will get on his knees, and he'll notice his shoulders maybe out of place, and he'll think back to Toriel's training and, and pop it back in place. He's 
not doing great. He's battered, bruised. You know, his his ankle singed now from the from the red hot chain. He'll pick his head up and look around. What does he see? Roll me a perception check. Uh, that is a ten. You look around and you're very surprised. You're in like a swampy, foresty biome contained huh. within this building. There's thick trees, vegetation, roots everywhere. You start to scan and up the mound that you just rolled down, you see a pedestal with a cone-shaped, what looks like a diamond, about the size of a softball, with a corkscrew shape to it, with brilliant colors shining through it. You see a core in the center of it that is all sorts of colors with energy surging up the corkscrew into the beam, and you are almost entranced by it, and then... Suddenly, you hear squishy popping sounds and look around you, and you see these mushrooms forming into a sentient state in four corners around you, and they release a spore into the air, releasing gas that hazes up all of your vision surroundings. Of course. And I'll stand up. And the little spores that pop to life start to scurry off, leaving their haze behind. And maybe some relief comes over Dax, wondering if you had to fight those, but you're still disoriented in this haze and can't see anything. And then you hear the sound of scratching along a tree branch and look up, and you can see a thickly obscured tree branch hanging over the mound that you're around in the haze. And you see the vague silhouette of some spiky backed figure crawling along the branch as a pair of glowing yellow eyes look at you Uh through the haze. And that's it. That is where we'll end our session. With Zachary. I hope he Uh, hits weak because I'm not not doing super great. Zachary. I kind of just want to go straight into the downtime. I feel like we should talk about this now. So everybody shut up. Everybody shut up. We'll Can I just say downtime. one thing? I know you're mad at me. I know you're mad at me, Adam. It's okay. What is it? No, wait, Adam, save it for the downtime. If people want to hear Adam oh, no. be mad at me and scream at me, you can check <laughs> it out in the downtime. Can I say something else? No. Never yes. mind. We'll save it for the downtime. <laughs> okay. All right. You know what? I, I, I'm eager to get to the downtime, so I'm going to blow through this one. Hey, listeners, thank you for joining us. Um, on what appears to be the last episode where everyone's alive together. <laughs> uh, well, not even together. Um, so yeah, thank you. You know, Give us a good rating, give us a like, uh, comment on our YouTube, comment on our Reddit, Instagram, whatever. We love it. Really appreciate it. Tell a friend. Thank you so much. I'd like to thank Joel who does all of our editing for vocals. Um, and as long as Dax is alive, I'm assuming. And I would like to thank Taryn who does all of our sound effects. Does a great job. Thank you so much, Taryn. You can put the creepy... Uh, sound of the thing crawling along the tree whatever it is i'd like to thank adam who does all of our uh original artwork so we can draw jewels falling to his death for patreon i'm not drawn and dying yeah, so <laughs> falls in your court zach and i would like to thank ryan who does all of our original music um i can't wait to, <laughs> he's flipping me off right now i can't wait to hear what cool music you make for this episode and thank you again listener and we'll see you next time mortals Oh man, jeez! <laughs> I'm like nervous for you guys. I'm oh, sorry. I just I know we should move on. Let's go to someone else. I need to think about something else for a second. <laughs> Holy.
dude. Uh, who'd we snap to, Zach? <laughs> uh, someone is equally screwed, probably. Um, <laughs> <sighs> okay, Dax, 